This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. It is time now for the David Forst Show right here on A's Cast Live. And David, is this the best studio set you could have? <laughs> this is a lot roomier than where we were a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a great, you just sit here, watch BP, you get to see everything that all the players are working on. We had the A's here earlier, and now we have the Seattle Mariners. Marcus Simeon stopped by, Matt Williams stopped by. I mean, it doesn't get any better than this. No, you got a good piece of real estate, and it's cooled off nicely. A few days ago, we would have been roasting out here, but uh, we got some nice East Bay weather now. Uh, tell us about Stephen Piscotti, and, you know, how is he doing right now? Stephen's doing well. I, uh, I texted with him last night after his surgery. He was in good spirits. I know Nick Pepperest, our head athletic trainer, talked to him today, doing well, and, and we're hoping to see him tomorrow. But uh, obviously uh, a serious thing. Anytime you're talking about cancer, Stephen had a, a melanoma identified on his ear when he went to the dermatologist and uh, wanted to get it taken care of as soon as possible. So he had the surgery yesterday, and uh, it'll be a matter of days, hopefully, before he's able to play. But uh, we're glad he's gotten taken care of. Yeah, that, that, that is great news. Um, so you got your first rounder signed, Logan Davidson. That's always good, right, to make sure that gets, that, that gets done and get him starting his career. Logan will, uh, will be taking his physical next week. Nothing official yet. I know there are reports out there. But uh, he'll come in sometime next week to take his physical. And once uh, we check all those boxes, it'll be great to get him out playing. Okay, once you check those boxes, where do we think he may, <laughs> may be playing for our fans to be following the start of his career? I would think the folks in Burlington, Vermont, will get the first look at him. Okay, good, good. Yep. Uh, I never thought Tuesday in Stockton would be so big. <laughs> it was a popular outing. Yeah, a bunch of us from the office went out there. It was a good chance to see those guys. And uh, and Mr. Puck and Mr. Lazardo made a cameo appearance. It was fun to see. And we got the velocity readings on the road, and it was like, wow. Yeah, it was impressive. AJ's first four pitches, all 99 miles an hour. Jesus was up to 98, sitting around 96. And uh, they looked great. I mean, there's, there's still a long way to go for them. Um, but they, uh, they did everything you want from a first outing. So Bob Melvin said this to me, and I think he can say it because his career numbers against Randy Johnson were huge. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. I I've heard that once or twice from Bob. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, he was with them with the Diamondbacks when they won the title. Right. So I think he knows Randy Johnson well. When he actually compared Puck to Randy Johnson, I was like, Really? I mean, do, do you feel that way when you see him? Yeah, it's hard not to make the comparison. I mean, you look at the guy, the long hair, he's 6'9", 6'10", whatever he is. I mean, that is the natural comparison. And Bob brought, bought, 
excuse me, Bob brought Randy in to camp a couple of years back when AJ was in his first big league camp. He asked Randy to come talk to him just because there's so many things unique to that body type and uh, the delivery. Um, but man, when he's out there pumping 99, you, you, you definitely think Randy Johnson out there on the mound. And he comes from a football background. His father, his uncles, his one uncle played here at Stanford. A couple of them played in the Big Ten. I can't wait to talk about that. I know he played quarterback, but obviously he comes from that football pedigree. Yeah. So you're not only you're getting a guy that's got the talent, you're kind of getting that tough guy to go with it. Yeah, hopefully you get that You get that Midwest mentality. You know, he went to school down in Florida, but he's from the Midwest, and uh, he's worked his butt off through this rehab. Everything's gone great, and uh, we're excited. He's got a couple more outings with Stockton. We'll probably move him slowly. you got to stick with that protocol after they come off, you know, surgery, but he's doing really well. Jesus Lazardo has proven to us he can pitch at this level. Yeah. So, obviously, he's different from Puck. So, where are you with him and as he throws well and feels better to get him up here to help this team this season? You're absolutely right. He is different from AJ. I mean, with a, with a Tommy John surgery, the orthopedist sets out this, you know, 12 to 14 month schedule. Guys got to work up to pitches. Jesus had, you know, a shoulder injury in spring training, but he's rehabbed. He, you know, he legitimately had a chance to make this club out of spring. So he was, he was stretched out all the way up to five innings. So he's going to move quicker. And, um, you know, Jesus will probably get to Vegas here soon. Again, work up. He threw three innings the other day. We'll work him to four, five, six innings. And, you know, once he's throwing 90 to 100 pitches, uh, he's absolutely a candidate for this team, I would think. Is there a potential for him to come out of the bullpen? I know we don't want him to start long term, but is there a potential like I think like David Price did years ago with the Rays? I don't see Jesus in that role right now. I, I think we're early enough in the season. I mean, look, we're we're in June, but we're, there's still a chance, like I said, to stretch him out, to have him get his innings. He had 110-plus innings last year. We don't have to worry about that at this point. He can give a full starter's workload, so I think we see him that way. That's good to hear. So it could be pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if your definition of quick is the same as mine or <laughs> the same as the fans. Well, the fans want him here today. Right. Well, they want him here in April. <laughs> that was their definition of quick. But, uh, no, nah, he's look, we're going to make sure he's healthy, make sure he gets that pitch count going. But uh, the way he threw the ball the other night, you know, like you said, he's, he's proven he can be here. You know, it's so interesting looking at the numbers. Here's a simple number, wins and losses. This year you're 35 and 34. Mm -hmm. Last year at this time you're 34 and 35. That's pretty close. It's amazing yeah. kind of like these. It, it, and last year the team just went off. Are you feeling that way about this team now? Well, look, I think Bob said it after the the game in Tampa the other day. He said, look, we, we're we happy with where we are. I mean, some of the things we've, we've faced and some of the games we could have won and um, you know, I think we're pretty happy to come away from a 6-4 and four road trip and be a game over 500. Now, obviously, we still have some work to do with the teams ahead of us, but uh, we're playing well. Our starting pitching has held up really well. Those guys did a great job, particularly on this road trip. Um, you know, the bullpen, a couple nice games there to end the road trip, and, uh, and I think we're going to hit our stride here offensively like we usually do in the summer. So I, I think everybody in there has a good feeling right now. The road trip from hell. Look, we, we, I texted Bob after the game. We absolutely made lemonade out of lemons because you talk about the, the late night getaway, the delay in Texas, doubleheader starting that game late, the broken plane. I mean, 
there were a lot of things working against us. And to come away with a 6-4 and four trip, beating Tampa 2 out of 3 in their place, uh, pretty good sign all around. And Tampa's a very good ball club, and we got to see that. We're going to see him on this homestand. And you mentioned the getting out of Anaheim late, and I know Artie Moreno has made it public that they make a lot more money at night than they do day games. It's actually an article was done earlier this year in the L.A. Times, but baseball teams have to not be happy. I mean, this is like, come on, really? Yeah. You're playing the getaway day night games? I mean, if they're doing that to everybody, I now know that other teams are now doing it to them. It's just like, that just doesn't seem right. No, you're right. It's a tough situation. And, and there are guidelines laid out in the CBA, and it just, unfortunately, they're not strict enough because if you can end up with a 7 o'clock game on the West Coast, basically our guys got to their hotel rooms at 5 a.m. in Texas. It's, it's effectively a red eye. Uh, and then we had another red eye going to Tampa because of the plane issue. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. I mean, look, these guys, they're traveling first class. It's great, but th it's a lot of work. I mean, these guys, they're on the move. They're in different time zones. So we need to do the best we can to make things comfortable for them. Mickey Morabito was the star of the trip. Without a doubt. Well, you know, we had a couple guys save some games late. But sure, yeah. <laughs> sure, let's give it, let's give it to Mickey. Uh, no, he does an incredible job. I know uh, Bob got the, uh, the cake made for his birthday on Monday, and, uh, yeah, Mickey's been doing this longer than most of us have been around, so he deserves a lot of credit. And you talked about your bullpen, and it's just shocking to see the numbers because the stuff is still the same. Yeah. I mean, that stuff has not changed for Trinan or Trevino, but when you look at the numbers, it's just puzzling. What are you seeing? What are you guys seeing, especially w w with the data that we don't get to see? Yeah, it, look, it's, it's the basic stuff. It's, it's the stuff you talk about with any pitcher. It's fastball command. It's throwing secondary pitches for strikes just to keep hitters off balance. And, you know, if you have a night, even if you're throwing 99, if you go out there and the hitters don't have to think about anything other than a fastball, Major League hitters can hit 99. So I, I think these guys, you know, you talk about Lou and Blake specifically. Those guys have done a good job making adjustments. We saw it over the course of the road trip. Blake still has that power sinker. I mean, I go back to the beginning of the trip, the two pitches he threw to Mike Trout down and in, 97. The best player in the game is swinging over that pitch. You know how effective it is. So it really comes back to the basic stuff because the velo is there. The mechanics are the same as what we've seen. Um, and when they get the swings and misses, these guys are just as good as they've ever been. So it's good to see them make adjustments. It's great to see a guy like Liam step up and really pitch well in that seventh, eighth inning role. I mean, his velo is taking a big spike. He's, he's really confident out there, and Bob feels like he can throw him late in games. So um, you just you need the other guys to step up in the meantime, and we've seen that. And how about Lou? Sometimes you're just unlucky because the one outing in Texas – would be the last game where two of the guys where he gave up the big hits, it, 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 he got down 2-0. But then two of the hits were infield hits where guys just weren't there. It's like sometimes you just get unlucky. Exactly. Yeah, if you, if you, didn't, have, if you didn't have bad luck, you wouldn't have any luck at all is what they say. So, yeah, you, you know, you got to take those things into account. And, um, I mean, we, we understand the process. And, yeah, you give up soft hits. At the end of the day, those things are all going to even out. Two players that you have right now that are red hot. First, Marcus Simeon, a career-high 10-game hitting streak. He was the American League Player of the Week. He's driving the baseball. He's hitting it out to left. He's hitting it out to right. 
I just, what have you been seeing with your shortstop who plays every day and does never want to take a day off? No, he doesn't, and, and the consistency is outstanding. It's such such a nice thing for Bob to have him in the lineup every day and, and to write him in the leadoff spot too, which isn't something we necessarily were counting on coming into this year because, you know, in the past, Marcus, he's hit up there versus lefties. He's moved down versus righties, but he's shown this year he can be consistent against both. He's in there every day. He is... Uh, you know, he's our sort of Iron Man, so to speak. I mean, he's out there every day. So it, he gives a big lift to guys and to Bob knowing that, that he can be there every every single day. And then Ramon Laureano at one point had the longest on base streak. He had the longest hitting streak. We know how fabulous he is on defense. It's like the offense is starting to catch up to the defense. Yeah, he's made some great adjustments. And a lot was sort of said and written early on about Ramon's struggles offensively, the league sort of adjusting to him and uh, obviously seeing a lot of off-speed pitches. But uh, this, is a, this is a kid who who wants to work and, and wants to study it. He, he asks a lot of questions, actually, about both offense and defense. He wants to be great. And you've seen the adjustments he's made. Like you said, the on-base streak uh, came up with a just a huge grand slam the other day after, you know, that seventh inning got away from us a little bit. We had the 2 nothing lead ball that he probably thinks he should have caught there in short center field and he comes comes around and makes up for it and then some with the grand slam yeah he had two of those on the trip one in anaheim and one in texas tough plays yeah but i like both guys robbie grossman and ramon loriano they they say hey i'm a, I'm a professional athlete i'm a professional athlete i'm a professional outfielder <laughs> i should catch those balls without a doubt yeah and ramon uh no, like I said, Ramon wants to be great, and he's got the skills to make those plays. We've seen him go back to the wall. We've seen him run down balls in the gap. Um, so he thinks he should catch everything. The game has changed in so many ways, but one of the changes this year is the trading deadline. We have a hard deadline, the waiver wire process where people maybe didn't get a deal done, thinking, well, maybe I'll wait into August. Mm -hmm. Are you starting to see more chatter earlier now because of that hard deadline? I think this is about the time you would have seen it anyways. And you are, you know, you're checking in with clubs now. And really everybody waits until after the draft, which is sort of how it's always been. I, I do think the intensity will pick up a little earlier than normal. I mean, just last year we talked to the Tigers about fires before the deadline, tried to get something done. But when we couldn't, we knew we'd still might have an opportunity. And we got Mike in August. That's not going to happen this year. So I think you'll see the intensity pick up. But, uh, yeah, we're about that time. We're six weeks out, essentially, from the deadline. And uh, teams are going to start looking at what they need or what, you know, what they might want to move. I'm glad you brought fires up because your strategy is different this year. Have you thought of I mean, as someone's making deals, have you thought about that, how, how you're going to change? Yeah, I, I don't know that anything changes now. I, I Again, I think that when that deadline is on you i think it's more of you know kind of make or break at that time there, there is no sort of safety net you always had that and you figure hey you better know what your team is going into the last couple of weeks before the deadline and you better be willing if you, you know if you're in a position like we hopefully will be to add you better know what you're willing to give up to add to the big league club and you mentioned that the draft wait until after the draft do we need to move the draft from a standpoint of I mean, these kids are at the college. They're playing in, they're playing in the regionals. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people are yelling down the stands, hey, you were drafted in the fourth round. <laughs> you know, we were talking about UCLA had all these guys drafted. It clearly affected them. Should they move the draft, I don't know, before or after? How do you think it should be done? That's a tough one. And, and it's something we've discussed in, in meetings for years now. The scouting directors are talking about it. There's no great time. I mean, we, 
we have these short season leagues that play during the summer. You got to fill out your Vermont roster, your Arizona roster, and it's it's the best time of year to add kids. Now that said, it's like you said, it's not great for them. I mean, the high school and college kids are just finishing up their seasons. Um, it ends up being a super long year for them. If you started college baseball February 15th and you're going to go through instructional league in October, it ends up being a really long first year. So it's it's not ideal. I'm just not sure what the alternative is because you do have these summer teams. If if guy if you you did it in the off season, you know there's you're interrupting college and high school academic years. It's tough. There's not there's not a great solution, but I, I know MLB's looking at it. Yeah, we'd love to have a combine. Right. That's the one thing we can't have. I mean, we've done so much better at getting medical information, at getting to know these kids. We, we are behind the NFL and the NBA on that combine because you just you can't pull the kids together. If you did it in January or February, you, then they go out and play a whole season. A lot of your information is old as soon as they step on the field. Great stuff. We appreciate it every right, single Chris, week. Thanks for having me out in the sun. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.